How's everybody doing today? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We talked about last week how God doesn't work, you know, in, in the calendar per se. And just because we flip over a calendar, you know, into a new year doesn't mean everything automatically changes. But we also know God works in seasons. And God works in different times and in different ways and in different seasons. And the word this morning and the word last week really was this is going to be a year of abiding and abiding in him, abiding with him, and abiding. And this morning it really is a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing to flow down from heaven for this new year. And we're looking forward to that fresh anointing as we exited last year worshiping. We're going to start this year worshiping. Amen. So stand up with me this morning. We're going to do a call to worship out of Psalm, I believe it is 150. Cole, if you want to bring that up. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. Now, don't read the beginning there. I'll just say that. This is the psalm title is, Let All Things Praise the Lord. Let all things praise the Lord. Everything. Everything. Come on. All things praise the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. So on the count of three, we're going to read the first two verses here of Psalm 150 together. Ready? One, two, three. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Father, we thank You for Your excellent greatness. You are not just great, but You are excellent great, Father God, which is, again, above and beyond all we could ask or imagine. So we thank You. We worship You. We enter this new year celebrating who you are, the great I am. Let's worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're really feeling led. The word for 2021 is abide. And just before we came up, I just felt in my spirit that close to Jesus isn't close enough. It's in him. It's in him. It's in him. It's in Christ. Being close to him is not the goal. In him. In him. In Christ. In Christ alone. Thank you, Jesus. I had a scripture I was going to read, but I just have to go along with what Liz just said. We're just in a season of abiding, of abiding in him, not just with him, but in him. We're about to take communion. And when I realized more and more that he, when he went, when Jesus went to that cross, he truly paid the price for everything, that we could abide in him. And I have this picture of him on the cross, wide open, arms spread out. That's really just a receiving form, calling us to become and to focus our hearts 
and our lives to be in him. It says in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, He who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. And I love the past tense version of that there, which means it's done. The price has been paid. It's completed. It's completed. And when we are in him, we don't have to worry about something being incomplete. Because the only way we find our completeness is in him. So we're going to take communion this morning. And if you're here for the first time, uh, we've got three tables in the, in the sanctuary here. There's two up front and one in the back. If you're closer to the one in the back, we just ask that you come to this center aisle and go to the table there. If you're closer to the one up front, we ask you these aisles right here. Grab your communion uh, cups, which is a two-cup system, and then head back to your seat. But don't take it yet. We're going to come back up in just a minute, and we'll take communion together. So go ahead and grab your elements. Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending your son. We thank you for his obedience to the cross. So this morning we just come to to remember what you've done for us. To reflect on your glory, your greatness. And to repent of anything that we need to repent of this morning. Just take a moment. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. We had given thanks. He broke it. He said, Take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Father, we worship you. We thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your fresh anointing. And Father, as we enter back into worship, our eyes, our hearts are focused on you and you alone. So Father, we come to worship you this morning, starting a new year in your presence, in your love. We thank you for it in Jesus' name.
Amen. Stand with me. We're going to worship one more song. The altars are open. So if you need to do any kind of business with the Lord, just come on up and do your business. And uh, we'll be back up in a little bit after this song. Thank you, Lord. I had the sense this morning that he wanted to do some healing in the church. Some physical healing this morning. Some emotional healing this morning. And I wasn't even thinking about it. And I remember having a conversation with someone when I gave my 10 scriptural ways that the Lord heals. And someone said, you forgot communion. There's this part of taking communion where we're remembering what he did on that cross. And then that scripture came to mind as we were doing communion. I just rooted through my notes over here, and I found these healing scriptures. The very first one is 1 Peter 2.24. I'll read it to you again. It says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. you came in here with any type of physical pain this morning, I just ask that you raise your hand up this morning. Raise it high. Keep your hand raised up. We want to pray with you this morning. Those who are gathered around that person, you want to stretch your hands out towards them. I want to remind you of some things that the Word says. It says in Romans, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you, in you. The Bible says in Psalms, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, and who heals all of our diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Before we pray, I want to remind you of this scripture. It says, In Mark 11, for Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. We need to receive by faith this morning. Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, what is your mountain this morning? Those who have their hands raised up, what is that mountain? What is that mountain, physical, emotional, healing that needs to take place? Be removed and cast into the sea. I encourage you this morning, right now, speak to that mountain. Tell it to be removed and cast into the sea. Father, we ask you, Lord, we ask you to work mightily on each person's behalf this morning. As they declare, as they call out, as they take this mountain and cast it down, that your healing touch, your healing power, will come upon their bodies, upon their hearts, upon their emotions. 
and says that if we do not doubt in our heart, but believe that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So, Father, we come to you in a posture of receiving, believing in faith. You are our healer. You are the great physician. There is no one like you. Father, I just ask that your healing anointing and touch will come upon these lives this morning, upon these bodies, upon these emotions, hormones, nervous systems, bones, organs, joints, cartilage. Father, we ask that you, amazing, powerful, healing touch, come down this morning. Father, we receive that this morning. And Father, we thank you for what you do. We thank you that only you do what you do. We receive that healing touch from you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If it was a body part of something that you sense or can feel, I just ask that you move it around a little bit. Feel those joints loosening up. You may not feel it immediately. You may begin to feel it right away. I don't know. But the Bible says that he is the healer. He is the healer. And he has healed. And we may not completely see it manifest right now this morning, or we might, and we pray that we do. But I just, I'm encouraging each of you, stand in faith Stand in faith. That's right. And expect to receive all that he has for you. I read it. All our transgressions, all our sicknesses, everything he's paid the price for. It's done. It's done. It's done. I love some of Jesus' final words on the cross. It is finished. It's finished. The price has been paid that only he could do. It's finished. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for our heritage in you. We thank you for our ancestry in you. Father, we thank you that you are moving and working on our behalf, that you so faithfully navigated us through all of our past and will do so for all of our future. Father, we love you so much. Father, I thank you for the fresh anointing in 2021 as we abide in you. That that peace and joy, those things that pass all of our mental understanding, will be with us. 
will guard us. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, mm, amen, amen. All right, we're going to move into greeting time now. Just This is a time really to connect with one another, encourage one another. It means so much. I don't know. If, you can't overestimate what it means to receive an encouraging word, a timely word. So, I mean, this is a time just to go around and, and see people and say good morning to people, but it's also a time to be led because there's people who are hurting who need encouraging words. And we are the hands and feet of Jesus. So we're going to go into a time where we touch and we talk and we encourage one another. During this time, if you have kids, Kid Corner is open. Kids, you know your color bag. You can just go on over and and get your sermon bag, your sermon notes. You can borrow a book. If you are a guest, head on over to Kid Corner. I will be over there. Um, We have stuff to help the kids enjoy the rest of the service, toddler through sixth grade. Um, And the book borrow really is for any age. I mean any age. There's some great books over there. Um, and I think that's it. No. Offering buckets are over are up here. We're not passing the offering at this time. But if you have an offering, this is the time to put it in the envelope, pray over it, rejoice in it, and bring it on up here. There's also a box to the left of the door on the way out there. So um, on the back of your chair is also, thanks for all the, all the prompts so I don't forget anything. On the back of the better together. That's right. On the back of the chair is a connection card. If this is your first time with us, we welcome you. Um, I say it every week, and every week I mean it the same. Um, we're always excited um, to worship the Lord together with, with you. So welcome if this is your first time. That connection card is specifically for you. If you want to tell us who you are, if you want to give us your info and get connected for communication, that's really an important tool. Um, It's also a place for all of us to put prayer requests, praise reports, and testimonies. Those connection cards go in the offering buckets so that we can get them. Is that all? Okay. This wasn't on the list, but I've just been having a sense about more testimonies, sharing more testimonies. And I need to know what they are in order to share them. And I want to start reading them often on a Sunday morning to encourage all of us, to encourage myself. So on that connection card, you can also write a testimony. It can be short. It can be a little bit. It can be like, call me for the rest of it so we can get it, write it down. You could write it, you know, part of it out. If you want to get a note paper in the back and write out the rest of the testimony and slip it in there. Uh, I love testimonies, and I love them because they just bring such, I'd say hope probably is the right word, right? They bring hope. I mean, they don't bring faith. They bring hope. It's, there's a difference there. Whole other teaching. We can maybe do that uh, another series. But difference between faith and hope. But they bring hope to us. And hope is a, like an expectation for something different in the future. Something that we can look at and say, wow, look at that. Look what God did in their life. Look what God has done. And when we write our own testimony, man, is it a wonderful process to remember what God has done. And I bet you we all have testimonies from 2020. I'm serious. You all have testimonies from 2020. And you probably doesn't have to think that hard to know what they are, which is how cool God is. Amen? How cool. Okay, that's it. Stand, greet one another, and we'll be back up in just a minute. All right, church. Hello, everyone. Breaking up the conversations. I'm doing announcements today. 
What? I know. I'm probably not going to do them as well as my wife does them. She, she does a great job with those. Um, amen. Amen. Okay, uh, a couple things uh, to share. I think we've already talked about first-time guests. Uh, if you're here for the first time, just fill out that connection card. Uh, if you didn't have a chance uh, to get it up here in the offering buckets, and maybe there's a testimony that God does during the rest of the service, you can always write that testimony down on that connection card and slip it in that box uh, on the way out. Uh, same with your offering. That box on the left-hand side of the door is always available for you to put some information in there and just to uh, uh, let us know what's going on. So as, I, as we took a break, I went out into the lobby for a second, and someone came out there and said that God had supernaturally healed his elbow this morning while we were praying. So praise God. And I'm sure there's more of those as well. I had one. So I've been, I don't know if I slept wrong on, like my, on my pillow a couple nights ago. And I just had a sore neck like every single morning. And I was driving to church this morning, and I was like, man, my neck is still sore. Darn it. And so we went through the whole first part of service. We did the worship. I talked about healing. I didn't even raise my hand for it. Get it? You know, hey, look how the Lord works. And I was out there, and he was telling me about his elbow, and I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I was like, hey, I'm in the group too. I was like, God just healed my neck during worship worship service. So praise God for that. And praise God for good pillows too. Amen. Okay. Uh, A couple announcements we have next week. Everyone say next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're starting our 21-day prayer and fasting as a church. Uh, We will have our prayer guides available next week for you to pick up in the back. Uh, We'll have them in the lobby as well. But there's 21 days of just prayers, scriptural prayers uh, that we like to do as a church. And we walk through 21 days of just praying and seeking God and fasting. And so we're we're encouraging you to take this week the next seven days, and ask the Lord, what does he want you to go fast? What does he want you to go do? Um, I know Liz was sharing some of the great testimonies uh, we've had, you know, in the past from fasting. So I, I would say a couple things. Number one, during this fast, emphasize, put an emphasis on knowing him more, not on getting an answer to something. Because when we get to know him more and we're abiding in him more, the answers come. The healing comes. The wisdom comes. So I would encourage you to be that, like, that's your goal. That's the goal of the fast, is to seek him more. And the whole point of fasting is to do something that's difficult for the flesh. So, so if you don't drink coffee, not drinking coffee for 21 days doesn't count as fasting. Okay, you understand. It has to be difficult for the flesh. You need to say, I'm putting this aside. I'm fasting this, which means I'm not going to do it. I'm putting this aside, even though I like it. It's nice, and I enjoy it. I'm putting this aside, whether it be a food or just whatever, to ask the Lord what that might be, and then seek Him. And every time you feel your head hurt from no caffeine, seek Him. Seek them some more, yeah? Okay, like this is what this is all about. That's what the fasting is. So that starts next Sunday. We'll do that for 21 days. It'll run basically right through uh, the end of January. So I'm excited about that. And then the other thing I'm excited about this year is we are uh, reading through the Bible as a church uh, all together. Uh, If you're wanting to 
do that with us. And there's options of reading through the Bible. So on the back table back there is our 2021 Bible reading plan that's available. So if you want to pick one up on the way out. Now, let me just say this. Anyone who, anyway, everyone have a, who has a smartphone? Okay. All right. Uh, and then you could probably find Bible reading plans on your smartphone. Everyone's really has one. So this is Bible reading plan 1.1. Last week, we, we issued 1.0, and we've already made changes for it. So if you, have a, if you have a smartphone, you know how software continuously updates. So if you got the 1.0 version last week, I suggest you pick up a new 1.1 version this week in the back because we smoothed some things out. There's so, there were some weekends where there wasn't any Old Testament reading. So Sid and I worked together. We kind of smoothed some things out. So we like 1.1 better. So if you grabbed 1.0 last week, go get 1.1. The beginning of the first couple of days hasn't changed, so you can just go in and you know, mark off the stuff that you have. Uh, what I love about this Bible reading plan, no one's going to let me do announcements ever again because I'm going on forever. I get it. Uh, what I like about this Bible reading plan is you actually have options within it. If you want to read just the Old Testament for the year, you can do that because there's Old Testament reading each day. If you want to read just the New Testament and the Psalms, and uh, Ecclesiastes and like Song of, Song of Songs and stuff, you can do that by reading one chapter a day. So there's like multiple options. Or if you do both columns, the old and the new, then you get to, the whole Bible is done by December 31st. So there's just different options for those who like to do it different ways. So I just want to encourage you to do that. Okay, I think that's it. Any other announcements that I have? No. Okay, we're going to just pray over the offering, and then I'm going to introduce uh, Pastor Jim uh, to come up and share the word this morning. Uh, Matthew 6, 34. Uh, remember, there's, uh, you have options to give online uh, on our website, or you can text any dollar amount to 84321, and then it sets your, sets your stuff up. Uh, but I just want to say this. is therefore, Matthew six thirty four. therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. This was like a theme verse of last year. And I suggest we keep our focus on that this year. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about January 6th. Yep, right? What's going to happen Wednesday? What's going to go down? They're going to fight this. Or th- okay, don't worry about it. God just tells us don't worry about that. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And the Lord's just reminding us is he is already in the future. Right, God is not, like, time and God is, like, that's a whole other series we could probably do. Like, but to understand God has, he's, was in the past, he's here today, he's already in the future, he knows uh, the things, he's sovereign, and he's, he's all-knowing, he's omnipotent, omniscient, and we can go through the list of the stuff that God is. However, what I just want to encourage you is, is he's already there working on our behalf. So don't get too worked up about tomorrow or 2021 or 2022, or when he's going to come back, and when the rapture is going to happen, or set up millennial reign on this earth, blah, blah, blah. Those are important things, but don't worry about those. Focus on him, him alone, in every area of your life today. Today. The Bible says over and over, today is the day of salvation. Today, today. So let's pray over our offering today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are working in our lives. You're working in our finances Father, you're working in so many ways that we don't even know and see. And, Father, we thank you that we can stand on your word day in and day out. We stand on your word. 
So, Father, we just thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for the freedom to, to have it, to read it, to hold it, to have it on our phones and so many options, Lord. Let us not take that for granted this year and stand on your word. And we just thank you for every gift and every giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Chet, thank you. Okay, I want to introduce, again, I think I said this last time, he's not a guest speaker by any, any way, means, shape, or form. They are our founding pastors. Pastor Jim and Pam are going to be sharing here this morning with us. And one, we appreciate you guys so much. And you guys had a calling on your life to move to Erie, in which you had no idea where that was, to become established and to build a great church. And you guys have certainly done that, and we are honored to have taken those those reins into the future, and I know it'll. It, I don't. I know it'll look different because times are different and seasons change. Uh, but we are so grateful for the work that you guys have faithfully put in, and put that firm. That's a good word. Babe, uh, that firm foundation. And I was so excited that I've been doing this vision series at the end of last year, and everything that you guys had that firm foundation, everything you established and put into motion and the, the, the foundation of those things, so much to even the dream, Pastor, that you had of the veil coming down and the thousands of the darkness coming over them and having to reach them, and the dream God gave me of going out and reaching those who were dying and hurting, and that I was a representation of our entire church doing that same thing. I feel like God is just, it's like a seamless vision and plan from one generation to the next. So we're excited to have you here. I'm mostly excited because you asked me to bring a football, and you're going to talk about football in some way, shape, or form. So anybody excited about this? I love football, so I'm excited. So welcome, Pastor Jim, to the stage. Thank you. I love you. Appreciate you. Well, what a pleasure and joy it is for us to be with you this morning. We are so honored grateful for all that God is doing, and uh, he, is, he is so faithful. Uh, Pastor Jason was talking about, you know, sharing your testimony. We wrote our testimony out, have a book entitled Let's Pray, and uh, so I think I brought a few copies. Pam has them. If you'd like to get a copy, uh, you can see her after the service, and, and uh, she'll be happy to meet with you. I think they're $10 each. So let's pray. Father, thank you today. We have the privilege of assembling in your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. I thank you for utterance today, Father. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding enlightened, that we might know you better. Father, and that we might put into practice, Father, that knowledge. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Jason, when you were talking about, um, you know, the purpose of the fast, I was thinking about in Philippians where the Apostle Paul, even after many years of serving the Lord and doing his work, still it was his, his goal or his aim uh, he says in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him. Even, even at that point in his life, he was still uh, hungering to better know 
God, not only his creator, but his redeemer. And I want to not only know him, but I want to know the power of his resurrection. And uh, I'm an ex- I've experienced that in my life. I've experienced the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus. I wake up every day, and it's, it's a gift. I'm awed. I'm grateful. I don't... So every day is a gift. How many of you have had a crazy 2020? (laughs) I'm sure we all have. We all have testimonies of what's gone on uh, in the past year. I kind of went back a little farther than that. I went back to 2017 where we had a fire at our place on Millfair. And then 2018... I survived a widow maker. <laughs> Amen. Less than 3% of people uh, come out of a widow maker experience. And uh, the reason I did is because we know the waymaker. So the waymaker trumps the widow maker every time. Hallelujah. And then in 2019, we transitioned. After uh, pastoring here for 30 years, 39 years really from when God sent us here and we began our assignment. And then in 2020, both of my parents, my mother in January went to heaven, my father in, in June, and God is so, or uh, yes, in June, God is so faithful. He allowed us to have that time to be with them and uh, we are so grateful for that. And of course, all of the COVID stuff. And I'm sure each and every one of you have testimonies of things that have gone on and things that God has brought you through. Uh, another thing I took note is that the, Tom Brady left the Patriots. <laughs> it's not working for the Patriots. <laughs> But uh, speaking of football uh, this morning, I want to talk about uh, this. Today, I want to talk about uh, sticking with some fundamental things that are critical. You know, a lot of times we want to find the newest thing and the greatest thing or the thing that's going to be, you know, the, the super immediate thing to bring results. And we forget many times how important it is to stick with the basics. Let me read you something here. It was in July of 1961 and 38 members of the Green Bay Packers football team were gathered together for the first day of training camp. The previous season had ended with a heartbreaking defeat when the Packers squandered a lead late in the fourth quarter and lost the NFL championship to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Green Bay players had been thinking about this brutal loss for the entire offseason, and now finally training camp had arrived, and it was time to get to work. The players were eager to advance their game to the next level and start working on the details that would help them win a championship. Then their coach, Vince Vince Lombardi, had a different idea. 
in his best-selling book, When Pride Still Matters, A Life of Vince Lombardi, the author tells what happened when he walked into that training camp in the summer of 1961. He took nothing for granted. He began a tradition of starting from scratch, assuming that the players were blank slates who carried no other knowledge from the year before. He began with the most elemental statement of all. Gentlemen, he said, holding up a football. Pastor Jason, you can probably quote this. He held up a football in his right hand and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. <laughs> this is a football. And he was coaching a, a group of three dozen professional athletes who had just months prior had come within minutes of winning the biggest prize their sport could offer. And yet he started from the very beginning. He began by going over the basic things, the things that were, were fundamental. He even uh, taught them how to put on their socks. <laughs> and so I think many times we forget how important it is to stick with the fundamental things. There's another story. There's a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Admiral William McRaven. Uh, he, he was a SEAL-trained admiral, and he tells, uh, he, he gives a wonderful chronicle of things that he learned by going through Navy SEAL training. And one of the first things that he talks about is start the day with a task completed. Make your bed. <laughs> you know, that seems like a pretty, you know, uh, ridiculous kind of thing. But he said, you know, even if you have a bad day when you come back and your bed's made, it's gonna, you're going to feel a lot better about everything. And he went through and he talked about Ten things. It's a great video to watch, and uh, I would encourage you to do that. But this morning, I want to talk about the fact that Jesus did that also with his disciples. Jesus spent three and a half years going over the fundamentals with his disciples, teaching them things, training them, and uh, and then giving them the opportunity to put some of those things into practice. A great example uh, of that is found in Luke chapter 8 and verse number 22. I'm going to read verse 20 through, through 24, so just hold that, uh, that up there. It says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. So remember, he had been training them, and he had been teaching them, and he had been uh, giving them instructions on how to, how to deal with different situations that they may be facing. And he said, you know, let's go over to the other side. But it says, it goes on, it says, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're perishing. 
Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And then in verse number 25, Jesus looks at his disciples, and he said to them, Where is your faith? Where is, is your faith? And they marveled, and they said, they, they, they just, they couldn't figure, what, what's this all about? What's going on? You know, I had, um, I had not, until I began to study for this message and read this particular passage, read what precedes this. And it's when Jesus had made this statement. He was preaching at a certain place, and uh, people came and said, hey, your mother and your brethren are outside. And Jesus said this, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. So, in this example, I mean, it, it goes immediately from that being recited to us, Jesus saying, listen, these are my brethren, those that hear and act on or do God's word, to this example that we're reading here where the disciples have launched out. Now, Jesus didn't say, let's go out and sink, guys. You know, he didn't say, Let, let's go out and fail. No, Jesus said, Let's go out and go across to the other side. Now, he didn't qualify that, you know, you may be going through a storm. You know, you may, you may face some impossible situations or things that look like they're impossible. He didn't qualify that. He just said, we're going to the other side. Amen? And I, and I want to assure us today that that's God's word to us. Amen. He's, he's not saying to us, you know, go out and sink, <laughs> go out and fail, you know, go out and, and, and wring your, 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 you know, your fingers. No, he said, go out and cross over to the other side. Glory be to God. So the question Jesus poses is, where is your faith. So to me, faith is the most fundamental uh, thing for us to get our hands on. It's like, it's like holding up this football, you know. I mean, I've heard over the years people go, well, yeah, they're talking about faith again. You know, there they go again. Well, this is a football. <laughs> Amen. We want to win some, some Super Bowls for Jesus while we're on this earth. Amen. Amen. We're not going out to sink. We're going over to the other side, praise God. So we're going to stick with what works. We're going to stick with the things that may seem fundamental, but I think what happens is many times is people, they're looking for the latest and the greatest, and they forget the simple things, like how to put on your socks, you know, how to, how to uh, not allow fear to grab a hold of you keep uh, track of what comes out of your mouth. So I want to talk a little bit this morning about some scriptures, what the scripture has to say about the subject of, of faith. In Hebrews 11.6, this ought to tell us why this subject is so important because Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, that's, I think that's my favorite scripture today. <laughs> right? Without faith, it's not that God is hard to please. It's that the way that God is pleased is when we, when we honor him, when we honor him by trusting him. You know, this is the main thing that Satan used to erode the relationship between Adam and Eve and God. He said, you know, you can't really trust God. This is why faith is so important, because the, the fall of mankind happened when man began distrusting God. He bought the lie that Satan put out there. And, uh, and so, uh, if I was always suspect of you, if I always questioned you, I, if I never placed any trust or confidence in you, you wouldn't be pleased with me. Amen. You'd think, you know, what's going on with this guy, you know? And uh, so it's not that God is difficult to please. It's that he's telling us the thing that pleases him the most is when we will trust him, when we will believe him, when, when we will honor him by, by taking hold of what he has said. And that's, I, I just love this morning as we prayed, as we've, as we've acted on God's word, as we, believe, as we talk yesterday at the men's meeting, as we talk about the things of God. Man, this is such a, a, an environment saturated with, with this thing that we're talking about today, honoring God by trusting and believing him through faith. Believe that he is, the scripture says, and the two things that he asks, go ahead and put that back up there. Two things that, that he asks. Number one is we must believe that he is. And that's not difficult. You know, I just, I just heard recently, and this just blows my, my mind, you know. I just heard recently that if you were able to travel fast enough, the speed of light to get to... to uh, the edge of the universe where it is now, it wouldn't be there when you got there because it's still expanding. I mean, how big is God? How magnificent is God? I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So I believe that he is. Scientists today tell us they can go back and they can pinpoint when, bang, God said, let there be. You light. And things came into existence. I mean, how can you be an atheist when matter that is continuing to expand, scientists tell us they can pinpoint the time when it all began. We have to believe that he is, and we have to believe that he is a rewarder, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And the word diligently it means this, to exert considerable effort and care in learning something. Dili to, to exhibit considerable effort and care in learning something. That's what, 
you're getting ready. We're getting ready to do as we go into the new year. You know, we're uh, implementing a system of consistent reading of the scriptures. You're going to grow. We're going to grow as we do that. We're going to learn more about him. We're going, we're going to, we're going to learn more about him. And, uh, you know, we have, we have examples of it, this, this particular word, diligently. In 1 Peter 1.10, I don't have it up there, so don't try to find it. But 1 Peter 1.10 said, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired, and they searched diligently of the grace that would come to you. So that, you know, we, we've got an example of it. These, these people that preceded us, the prophets, they got glimpses of what we're experiencing today. You know, the grace, how awesome is this? You know, we're not living under the Old Testament. We're not still in our sins. We've passed from death to life the moment you're born again. You know, we're, 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 we're in Christ. And, and these people that were living under, this, under the Old Covenant times, they searched diligently. Man, they said, is it possible? They exercised uh, some, some, some discipline in learning, searching, finding out. And the scripture says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart, all of your heart. So God is going to reveal himself. We're going to learn some things. We're going to grow. Um, I got a, a, a printout here from Brother Hagen's Faith Food uh, Digest. It's something that gives daily readings of the scripture. And this was January 1. And it goes along with the scripture uh, that we're looking at here. He says, fight the good fight of faith. The only fight the Christian is called upon to fight is the fight of faith. We're not supposed to fight with each other. It's the fight of faith. If you're in any other kind of fight, you're in the wrong fight. There's no need to fight the devil. Jesus has already defeated him. There's no need fighting sin. Jesus is the cure for sin. There is a fight, and therefore enemies or hindrances to faith. The greatest enemy to faith is a lack of understanding of God's word. In fact, all hindrances to faith center around this lack of knowledge because you cannot believe or have faith beyond your actual knowledge of God's word. The scripture says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes. It comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. The byproduct that happens supernaturally happens in your life as you're reading God's word is faith comes to you. And he says, if your faith is not growing, it's because your knowledge of God's word is not growing. And you cannot grow or develop spiritually if you're not growing in faith. The best resolution you can make today is that in the upcoming year, your knowledge of God's word will grow. Well, we're already in the process of that. Then give yourself to the study of the word. It will automatically follow that your faith will grow, and hence you will grow and develop 
spiritually. Faith comes by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. You know, the scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians uh, 14, verse 10, there, it, there are many voices in the world. There are many. How many of you know that? I mean, there are many voices in the world. I think that's the biggest challenge in the world that we live in today because, I mean, you've got television, you've got internet, you've got, uh, you know, printed articles, you've got somebody's always screaming something. And in the midst of all of that, we have got to make certain that we tune out all these other voices and hear the word of God because that's how faith comes. It comes by hearing the word of God. Uh, It's not so much, uh, and I like what Pastor Jason was talking about, it's not so much just holding on to the promise as much as holding on to the person knowing him. Because it's, it's as he said, things will happen in your life. And it's like, where did that come from? And it's a result of your pursuit of knowing him better. I think sometimes we become so focused on some object, some thing that we want, some uh, whatever it is, and, and that becomes even more important than knowing the giver himself. And so, so focus on, on knowing him better. Knowing him better. The Apostle Paul sets that example for us. He says, you know, not that I, I want more things, more stuff. God's not against us having stuff. But the thing that he said is most important is, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him better. And so, uh, uh, be a disciple, not an irregular listener. You know, I, I ran across this quote. An irregular listener can be a lopsided fanatic. No, an irregular listener, it's like somebody, you know, you see, God's, he's looking for, uh, for people who are disciples, disciplined followers, consistent in that. Because, because if you're an irregular listener, it's like all of a sudden I'm way down here, so now I'm going to jump in, and I feel like I have to overcompensate so much that I come up, ah! You know what I'm saying? So, so just be consistent. Be, be, be consistent. Jesus said this in Matthew 4 and verse number 4. He answered and said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, let me put this scripture where Jesus spoke this in context. Jesus had been fasting in the wilderness. He was up, coming up to 40 days, and Satan comes in. You know, Satan wants to come in when we're at our weakest. So don't give him that opportunity. And he was trying to get Jesus to get off track, get off centered, to force God's hand rather than for him to following God's leading in his life. And he said, you know, if you're really who you say you are, why don't you just turn that 
stone into a, into a loaf of bread. And Jesus quotes this scripture that comes from Deuteronomy 8.3. And Deuteronomy 8.3 says, So he humbled you, allowing you to hunger, and fed you with manna that you did not know, or did, your fathers did not know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So God was teaching Israel a lesson. You know, it was impossible. What he brought them through, through that wilderness, was absolutely impossible. He sustained them supernaturally. And the reason that he did that was to teach them the lesson that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. I don't know what you're going to face this year, what need you'll have this year, what's going to be going on in your life. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I gave a litany of things that happened to us, and, but I know, I know who's faithful. And I know that he will sustain you. And I know that Jesus said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. So we, we should never fear what is ahead of us, what's in the future, what lies before us. Because we may not know the future, but we know the one who holds the future. And, 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 the, and, and, and as we build our life upon his word, I'm almost done. This is what one of the last things that Moses said to Israel, this is one of the last statements. I mean, you'd think this would be pretty important, you know. This is one of the last things he said to them, and it's found in Deuteronomy 32 and verse number 47. Here's what he said. It is not a futile thing for you. He's talking about God's word, the importance of God's word in their life, the importance of them keeping God's word center in their life, building their life upon God's word as they're getting ready to go into this new promised land that they're ready to cross the Jordan and go into. And here's what he said. It's not a futile thing for you because it is your life. Isn't that something? He didn't say, you know, it's part of your life. He said, it is your life. It is your life. I am so glad that, uh, the, that we have people around us that believe that. The day that Brother Paul picked up the phone and said, you know, I don't know what to do. My husband's lying on the side of the road without a heartbeat. He quoted God's word. <laughs> He shall live and not die and declare the works of God. It is, it is our life. It is my life. It's why I'm here today. And Moses was reminding Israel. He said to them, he said, listen, he says, and by this, Word, you shall prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. In other words, this is going to lengthen your stay 
in that land. This is going to keep you. It's not only going to get you in there, but it's going to keep you there. That word not only brought about a new birth in my life, but it kept me alive for this next season. He said it is not futile. That means empty or worthless. Think how much futile stuff we have around us today. We have got to dig through the futileness of the things around us and build our foundation upon every word. He said it will prolong, it will prolong your days. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. The Moffat translation says this, I have to lead my life in faith without seeing him. That's good. That's what Jesus was teaching the disciples when he said, Let's, we're going to go over to the other side, and then he went to sleep. Ah! It's a, it's a beautiful example of what it means to walk. He wasn't dead. His word hadn't changed. Because he'd fallen asleep, it didn't mean, well, maybe, I, maybe that's not what I meant. No, no. He said, we're going over to the other side, boys. Today, we're going we're gonna to release our faith. We're going to release our faith. I'm going to have, uh, Pam's going to come up, and she's going to lay out the Jordan River here for us this morning. And so, I want to I share with you what James 2.20 says. James 2.20 says, But do you not know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? In other words, there's a, a, another way of saying that is faith without corresponding actions. In other words, our faith fuels our actions. So this may, this may seem like a, kind of a silly thing, but how many of you know when God directs you to do something, there's nothing that's silly? You know, there's a story in the Old Testament about the king of Syria had attacked Israel and the people were, were starving. The people were starving out. And there was four lepers who were sitting outside the gate. And they said, you know, if we, if we go into the city, people are starving in there. But if we, if we go outside, the Syrians are likely to kill us. But they said, why sit we here and die? We're going to do something. We're going we're gonna to take a step of faith. And I want to encourage us this morning that we're going to cross over the Jordan today. Here's what Joshua said in Joshua 3.15. And as they bore the ark, they came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water. For the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. That the waters which came down from upstream stood still when they took that step of faith. See, they had been through the wilderness for 40 years. Now they had to cross over the Jordan in order to get into that promised land that God was giving to them. But the waters are overflowing the Jordan. How are we going to do this? 
But God said, you've got to take that step of faith. You've got to put your foot in the water. And as they did that, the waters which came from upstream stood still and rose up in a heap far away at Adam. So the waters that went down into the sea, the salt sea failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. We're going to do that today. We're going to cross over. This is a symbolic thing. If you're watching online this morning, I want you to, you can cross over a threshold in your house. This is an act of faith. And what we're doing by doing this is we're saying, I am trusting God for whatever, as I'm, because I'm going in to this next year, praise God. And I'm believing that God's word is true. I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. These are the words that, jo- that God spoke to Joshua. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land that I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given to you. From the wilderness to the great river uh, to the going down of this, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. This is God's word to us. And faith without, this is, we're going to add some corresponding actions this morning as we do this. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you should divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, is giving. This book of the law shall not depart. You shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. Then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. And then finally, Joshua said this to the people, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks and of water, of fountains and springs that flows out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olives and honey. What we're doing is we're crossing over here. We're saying, we're believing you, Father, in the name of Jesus that you're going ahead of us and you will fulfill every good promise that you have given to us. So we've got two branches of the Jordan River up here this morning. And here's how we're going to do this. This side, you're going to come around over here. This side, you'll come around here. And then you'll cross the Jordan and you'll go back to your your place, kind of like what you do for communion. Just like communion. And so I want to encourage you today, praise God. This is, this is kind of silly. Yeah, that's all right. But I'll tell you what, God honors faith. And what we're saying today is, I'm believing you, Lord. I'm putting you first. First, seek first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Praise God. According to your faith, be it unto you. So when you step over the Jordan, release your faith. He's saying, Lord, I'm with you. You're with me this year. Praise God. And we're going over the top in Jesus' name. Amen. We have some crossing the Jordan music that we can play today. <laughs> All right. So, you know, if, if, and, and the, again, those of you that are at home, you can step over a threshold in your house. But let's do it today. And, and uh, Pam and I, we're going to go over. We'll go over first. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. <laughs> Blessings. Blessings in the new year. The favor of God. Increase in every area. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Unexpected favor. The blessings of the Lord increase in every area. Praise God. Power of God being released in our lives. Hallelujah. <laughs> Crossing the Jordan. Hallelujah. Blessings. Blessings. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare the blessings of heaven. I declare increase favor, health, goodness, and mercy all the days of this coming year. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise God. Uh, don't forget, they do have some uh, books. Uh, Pastor Pam has some books up here. How many of you are so happy Pastor Jim started this year outright? Amen? I mean, it's so funny. We were on vacation this week, and we we're just like, well, you know, you know, to truly be on vacation, you know what I mean? We're just, you know, trying to lay everything aside. But we start talking about, well, should we go to church on Sunday? Well, I can say I'm sure glad I came to church on Sunday. Amen? Amen. Pastor, wonderful job. We appreciate you. Guys, we will have some of our prayer. I've got this football. I've got to hold on to this thing. We'll have our prayer teams up here, uh, be a prayer team here and a prayer team here uh, as we close out. I just want to say a blessing, pray a blessing over you guys. And if you have a prayer request for anything at all, whether it be healing, salvation, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, these guys can be, they'll be up here, they'll pray with you. Uh, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you have a, the sense that a God, a God is calling you uh, to that. We can pray with these guys can pray with you for that as well. Uh, Pastor Jim is up here, can pray with you for that as well. So I just encourage you to come up and get prayer uh, to start the new year on the right foot. Amen? With the fundamentals, the fundamentals of faith. This is a football. Amen? I'm going to remember this one for a long time. This is good. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. 
for your goodness and your faithfulness. Father, I thank you for 2021 and the things you're doing and how you're working in our lives. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that this morning we each took that step of faith. The step of faith, the fundamentals of faith, Father. We're taking that step, believing and trusting fully in you, that you are who you say you are, and that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. We just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. You are dismissed. I got one throw to Ryan there, see if he can catch it. (laughs) All right.